and only The Rich Eisen Show. Stafford takes, fires one down the middle. This one is intercepted, picked off by Boogie Basher for the Bills. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I, I, I love Matthew Stafford. There was a couple unfortunate balls that get tipped up, but we're going to keep riding. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show, five-time Pro Bowl defensive back Richard Sherman. Coming up, actor and author Brian Baumgartner. Pro Football Hall of Famer Peyton Manning. Broncos wide receiver Cortland Sutton. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show here on the day after the NFL season kicks off in Los Angeles, California. Also home to Big Ten football. Who knew? Uh, we're here in uh, Los Angeles getting ready for a terrific hour number two. Peyton Manning's calling into this program in 20 minutes to talk about his college bowl program that he's hosting with his brother Cupper. Um, and of course, we'll hit him on what happened here last night in Los Angeles, California. But we have an in-studio guest to kick us off here in hour number two. If you missed Richard Sherman in hour one, just check him out uh, on our YouTube stream, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. There's a new book out. Anybody who wants chili, and who doesn't, seriously good chili cookbook, 177 of the best recipes in the world. The man who authors this and is now also the host of a new podcast, Off the Beat Podcast, a uh, terrific player of the the game of golf. I'm not done introducing you. A, uh, a fan of the National Football League, and of course, he's repping the Green Bay Packers here today. Yes, uh, sir. From back of the day on the office, Brian Baumgartner. Good to see you, bud. Great to see you. Thank you for having me on. Seriously good. It's seriously serious. good. It's seriously get the pun, the play on words there. Uh, it's not humorous. <laughs> it's serious. It's seriously good. Oh, I love it. The seriously good chili cookbook. 177 of the best recipes in the world. Um, I, I I can kind of figure what gave you the idea to do this, but yeah. I'll ask you anyway. Go for it, Brian. Yeah, so obviously, there's uh, a scene from The Office uh, that has uh, become only more and more famous. Yes, since the show ended. Uh, and I post. I, I never made chili before. Why? Mm-hmm. This is not something I. I'm from the South. I enjoy chili. And one day it was football season. I made chili for some friends, and I thought, why well, don't I take a picture? And maybe people will think this is fun. Sure. People went bananas, mm-hmm. and I started getting into it. Started making it more and more. And then I visited last year the World Championship Chili Cookoff mm. in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. I'm going again mm-hmm. in two weeks. It was it was insane. In, in uh, hundreds of people cooking chili, competing, and they're all award winners from their sectionals and their top regions. Of the line. Top they're, of the they're the top of the line, of course. And uh, so, yeah, I I got a bunch of their recipes, my own recipes, some mm-hmm. fans, some celebrity chefs, some regular chefs. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And uh, we thought, well, hopefully, we can get a hundred. That mm-hmm. was what that was our goal. Mm-hmm. Aaron ended up being 177. Yeah, so I was ask you where, where, where did that number come from? It came from that's how many we thought were were, were <laughs> worth being in the book. Yeah, that's <laughs> as simple as so that. Is there a 178th recipe where you're just like you call somebody like cut. did you get the you make the cut? Nah, that one. Bring that your one playbook. Didn't make the cut. Bring your chili playbook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't make the cut. Oh man, that is amazing. You know, and it's amazing how the world works, Brian. Too, because I mean. Um, for this show, you see that our logo is me running in a suit. And right. I never thought in a million years I would ever do anything 
where the logo is me running, A, or B, in a suit, but that's what I did at the Combine one time when I just was bored sitting next to Terrell Davis at a Combine, and I asked him how fast he could run the 40, and he said, right now, and I was dressed in my suit getting ready to do NFL Network. He he laughed at me, I cursed at him, and I ran, and I had no idea they would capture it on on TV, and then right. they ran it on TV, and now it's just it's become such a thing where, thank goodness, I have a show with a logo that like that. Chili just for you is now. I I mean, I, because of that scene in the office. Yes. Can you w- walk me through the genesis of that scene in I, the office, Brian? I mean, with the I chili? thought it was funny, mm-hmm. but I never imagined that it would catch on like it did. I mean, right. I had no idea as we were filming it. End of the day, me alone. Uh, that it would ever end up being something that I would be talking about 12 right. years later with you and <laughs> yeah. writing a book. And I mean, it's totally crazy. Um, my, me- my my biggest memory from that day was, uh, well, one, one take, Rich, of yeah, course. Yeah, I was about to ask. I'm, I'm a professional. <laughs> yeah. So, yes. Because that would be hell of a cleanup to say, let's do it again. <laughs> That's right. And I came, like, kind of, the, the set decorator guy kind of, like half sweating to me under his breath, like mm-hmm. not wanting anyone else to hear, but like, Brian, we, we only have three carpets. Like <laughs> we got to get this done. Like, don't, don't screw, don't screw this up. <laughs> and so there was that, there were right. multiple wardrobe, you know, outfits for me to change into, but I don't think anyone understood mm-hmm. how difficult a task it would be to clean me. Like physical, my physical body, like my hands were stained, like that kind of brownie, ready color. Yes. And so I was standing, they had, they had playback capabilities on some days Uh when we were doing complicated things. And I was standing at the monitor behind the director and Greg Daniels, our producer was there. Everybody is there. Yeah dripping off of me. I mean, just chili dripping off of me. And they're trying to peel my coat off and just going, please, please say you got it. Please say you got it. Please say we're good. Please say we're good. And that night, Angela mm-hmm. Kinsey, yes. who I know is a friend of yours, yes. Oscar Nunez and I had a dinner planned at Mastro's in Beverly. We would do accountants dinners. Okay. And we had a dinner plan pre-existing yes. there. Oscar, because he's a moron, always orders the giant seafood tower that nobody eats. I mean, that's the par for the course. Nobody eats it, but like shrimp and legs, all this stuff. For 10. For 10. And it's the three of us. One of them is Angela Kenzie. And we're sitting there and and I pick up a shrimp or whatever because you eat with your hands. These things. This is even the in polite society. And I pick it up and all I smell is chili. Just just chili all over. The night was ruined. I think I just started drinking and but let it go. They, but when they brought out the the container, yes, and the actual chili was in it, yes, and it was go time. What was going through your your head, Brian? Well, I at ju- the time. I, I mean, w- well, don't screw it up. One, right. yes, I mean, yeah. I mean, really, heavy. I mean, it was heavy, and, incredibly heavy. Right? I don't. Should I share the secret, please? Go for it, Brian. Go. I don't know that I've shared this before. But I love when guests say such okay, a thing. Okay, so I ahead. know. So the bottom half yeah. was styrofoam. Yeah. And it was genius mm-hmm. because it made it top heavy. So easy. Because they were like, we, we did all these tests. Yeah. We filled it with chili. And there's no way for this to flip out 
Like you would have to uh, hoist it to get it out. Right. So they were like, we put in styrofoam on the bottom, then a bunch of chili, obviously, yeah. a lot, yes. on top, but it made it top heavy and I was able to spill it. I don't think I have ever shared that before. Exclusive on the Rich Eisen show. I think I don't think I've shared that before, but yes, that was the truth. And was it was it scripted to use documents and other papers to try and scoop no, it up no, as that, well? Or is that was your ad libbing right? You know, there, I've Brian? never I I only thought about this this last week because people yeah. always ask us how much of the show is improvised. Yes, yeah. That that scene became improvised once I was on the floor. Yes, and I think I may be wrong. Grabbing the the file thing to try to scoop it back in, I think that was me. And if not, I'm going to take credit for it. So there Let's you go. It. Yeah, I feel like I'm on an episode of your office deep dive podcast yes. right now, man. I mean, like we're going deep dive, and again, it's the it's the genesis of the seriously good chili cookbook. Oh, it's not the. It's kind of like the old Sky Dome in in right. in in uh, Toronto. It's. Skydome, not the Skydome. So yes, or like NFL Network, not the, the NFL yeah, Network. Right. Look, at, look at me. Look at you. Seriously good chili cookbook, 177 of the best recipes in the world, right here with uh, New York Times best-selling author, That's Brian right. Baumgartner, uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. I'm looked through. I did not see Aaron Rodgers' ayahuasca chili recipe, uh, Brian. I didn't see any of that. Uh, did he not provide uh, for he, you? I mean, he did. No, there is not a recipe from him in there. <laughs> There is not. Uh, there is not. But many, many others. Oscar Nunez wrote the uh, the, for, the forward. Okay, actually, very, yes. Well, Omaha prime chili recipe. That is not a Peyton Manning. That is not. But I, I love it. You got and, and they're the pictures and the people who have provided it. We told stories stuff, in there man. both about the show and about uh, about chili that I think are really fun for people and that's the thing is people think like how chili recipe it's either spicy or it's not yeah no it's crazy like white chili green uh chili verde meat beans no beans it's uh it's it's a it's an amazing collection and i have started making recipes Mm -hmm. um from the book that i've never made before made a white a chicken white bean a white chili uh, a couple of weeks ago, absolutely delicious, unlike anything I'd ever made. And so I'm so thankful to everyone who contributed, sent in recipes to the book. It was uh, it's it was a lot of fun. It, it's neat, and I'm just like thumbing through it. it. It's also it's just fun. The the layout is great. The photographs are obviously the finished products are on the right, and then on the left is the is the uh, the recipes. And then good to know info. The fourth, did you guys know this? The fourth Thursday in February is National Chili Day. Yes, it is. Who knew that? I was learning now. I just learned that on the braised short rib and chorizo chili page. (laughs) Time two hours forty five minutes, like a taught baseball game. I love chorizo. Forty five. I am salivating. Make six servings, so we could do the whole. We could do the whole studio that way. Oh, here's the white chicken chili. Is that the one that you're? No, it's not. But there's there's a variety. Yeah, fantastic. Um, So uh, the Packers, uh, in in all honesty, yes. we got my yeah. shirt. I know 13 wins seasons in a row. Yes. Three of them. Um, and now Rodgers is without uh, Devontae Adams, and thus everybody's like, forget it. It's the Vikings division. Yeah. Your thoughts on that subject matter, Brian? I mean, know. look, I I heard your good old friend Dan Patrick yesterday yes, actually sir. picked the Packers to go to the Super Bowl this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, look, there's a couple of things. One... The last three years, you probably know this better than me, that Devontae Adams hasn't played. They haven't lost a game. That Fun was last, last year. They, they handed the Cardinals their first loss of the season That's in right. a game in which Devontae, Devontae Adams, did, Adams not did not play. Correct. Here, I think 
uh, with all due respect to the Bills and Saints and some others. You are aware that you're now allowed to completely disrespect them because you gave the caveat of with all due respect. Correct. Um, <laughs> they, I think the Packers may have the best defense in football. And okay. I think they're going to win. That's true. But they're going to win true. differently this year. And they don't have to put up 31 to win this year, I don't mm-hmm. think. I expect a similar season to how it's been the last three years. Which is a highly successful 13-win campaign the, with a top seed for... Don't for, okay. just stop. 13 wins and being near or at the top okay. of the NFC. And, and okay. this is the year defense wins championships. Which would be, as you point out, a completely different way, a different of, way of winning. Of winning. For them. You know, right. And 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 when you do talk to your friend Aaron, do you notice a more calm, cool, just chill dude? Because he says like he that he's got, you know, he's in connect he's connected, he's in connection with himself, his chi, his <laughs> his tea, his t- whatever yes. he's drinking. Yes. You know, I mean, you he, notice that? He seems calm. I haven't didn't see him toward the end of the summer. I saw him in Tahoe, obviously, right. at the sure. American Century. He seems right. very happy, content, mm-hmm. feels good and uh you know, hopefully okay. we start out. Hopefully the year starts a little better than last year. Mm-hmm. Um, right, the, year, the game against the Saints. Well, I mean, he got the they got the Vikings up first. I mean, right yes. out of the gate that's, in that's, Minnesota. That's big. That is big. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. Michael Irvin picked Kirk Cousins to be the MVP of the season. Yeah, well, that tells you something <laughs> about Michael Irvin. I don't know what's in his. I don't know what's in his chili. Uh, before I let you go, uh, the, what's the off the beat pod? What, what's the, uh, the pod here? So yeah, you mentioned before the office deep dive, mm-hmm. uh, where I talked to my old friends from the office about yes. about the show and mm-hmm. why it's now the most watched show in television, uh, bigger than it was when we were on. And I just lo- I just love doing it. I just love talking to people. Right. And you know. <laughs> spoiler alert there's a finite people to talk to who worked on the office <laughs> like that that number ends and i wanted yeah. to keep going and so i brought in uh other friends that i'd worked with on other shows mm-hmm. and now people that i'm meeting for the first time and really talking about the uh, a director i worked with once said to me mm-hmm. that great comedy and to me moments in your life happen off of the beat off the expected rhythm of how you how you think life is going to go. And so this podcast is really examining from people those moments that help shape them and and where they ended up. So from Eric Dickerson to uh, uh, Paul Walter Hauser, who is going to be on the podcast yeah, sure. soon. He's been and, he's been in here. Yeah, he's been in that. Show. Yeah. Okay. And I so I'm 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 having so much fun uh, doing it. It's been it's been a blat busy Phillips. I just uh uh, it's going to be coming up in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's been great, and I I love it. So if that kind of thing interests you, definitely check it out. Well, I mean, was the I don't want you to give too many away, but was the life altering uh, moment for Eric Dickerson getting the free car at SMU? Was that what we discussed it? I bet we discussed, and that's where <laughs> Hail to the Red and the Blue, the Mustangs of SMU. That's my alma mater as well. We have, we have Cortland Sutton coming on in hour number three of the Denver yeah. Broncos. I want I'll t- I'll tell you a quick story because sure. this this is Rob Riggle. I've known Rob. Forever, mm-hmm. he was on an episode of The Office, and we play quite a bit of golf together. And he was a Marine, yes. And I knew he was a Marine, and I know now he's a comedian. And I don't know. I just we never had this conversation. I figured, oh, he you know did his service, and then he left and and became uh, became a comedian actor. He was a Marine for twenty three years. Yes, he was. Right. And he re, he re, he was his time was up. His commanding officer said, "I want you to stay." And he said, no. And he said, why? He said, I'm going to go be a comedian. Guy laughs at him. He's like, what can we do to get you to stay? 
And Rob, in this moment, says, hmm, uh, I guess transfer me to L.A. or New York. The next day, he had his papers to New York. He was a Marine by day, went to comedy clubs and took classes at night He's and started his career. I mean, that story alone, yes. like how that, how he was transformed and how that is a part of who he is, mm-hmm. uh, is just awesome. So well, things like that. If you need a guest, I'm, I'm happy to do that. I got so many stories about how I try to get started in this business and door slammed in my faces and all sorts of things like You're that. On. You're on. I'd be more than happy to, to reciprocate. On. I mean, you've been so kind to come on this show. Seriously Good Chili Cookbook, 177 all-time uh, of the, the best recipes in the world. Check it all out here from Brian Baumgartner. You're welcome here anytime, sir. Thanks Thank for you. On. You got it. All right, we'll golf soon. Let's do it. That's Brian Baumgartner, everybody. I follow him on Twitter. You should as well. When we come back, the great Peyton Manning right here on The Rich Eisen Show. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL Draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So Sleep Number helps me. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Uh, our terrestrial radio audience just returned with Odyssey and, again, our YouTube stream, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. This is the da- last day for that. We're migrating to the Roku channel on uh, on Monday, free uh, to stream on all Roku devices, Samsung, Smart TVs, Fire TV, and the app, which is uh, can be downloaded to any mobile device, and then therokuchannel.com. We're free, uh, by the way. Just want to let you know that. Uh, love this guy, and I wouldn't say that just because he's on hold hearing me introduce him. Uh, Pro Football Hall of Famer. The uh, the Monday nights that the Mannings have put on for us last year. My kids dig it. I love it. I just love when Eli and Peyton do their thing on Monday Night Football. Can't wait to see what they're doing. Uh, for this year, but to, uh, to k- kicking off uh, with back-to-back episodes tonight, 
at 8 p.m. Eastern on NBC, the sophomore season of the Capital One College Bowl, hosted by Peyton and Cooper Manning. And joining us on the Rich Eisen Show, Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line, is none other than Pro Football Hall of Famer Peyton Manning. How you doing, brother? Hey, Rich. Doing well. Thanks for having me, pal. You, uh, anytime. Uh, congrats on everything uh, going on with you. Um, what 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 is what is life like for you? I mean, are you are you taking pitches and you're 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 check marking stuff on Omaha Productions and then getting ready to watch football? <laughs> Seriously, I mean, how do you spend your day, Peyton? What's well, going on? With I you? mean, believe it or not, I actually do say no to some things. But you know, <laughs> nobody believes that. Yeah. It's like I don't. That's not true. But I actually do. Uh, I'm excited. Football is here. Uh, looking forward to. Uh, Tennessee Vols hopefully having a good season. The Broncos mm-hmm. and Colts getting started on Sunday and Monday, and last night's game was awesome. I'm uh, a youth coach on my son's sixth-grade football team, so we're playing Saturday morning. So football is here, which is good. So I'm busy, but kind of good busy, kind of busy on my own terms. And uh, this college bowl show, we filmed it in the summer uh, in Atlanta for a week. It was a great week with Cooper. You know, Rich, uh, you and I have talked about it many a time uh, out at the Pro Bowl. It was always a goal of mine to be a game show host. <laughs> yeah. And uh, to, to finally check that box has been big. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I get to work with Cooper uh, uh, in college ball. I get to work with my brother Eli uh, for Monday Night Football. You know, I enjoy keeping them employed. So um, that's kind of what I've been up to. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, I, I thought I was born um, put on the planet to give away cash and prizes, but now you're doing that uh, as well. Uh, did, what, what what game shows did you watch growing up, Peyton? Which ones did you watch growing Probably up? Probably all the same ones yeah. you did. Uh, Price is right. Twenty five thousand dollar pyramid. Twenty five thousand. Uh, Wheel of Fortune. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeopardy. You know, I was big into the soap operas. I was watching. You know, days of our lives. I was also watching <laughs> Dynasty in Dallas with my mom at yes. night. So, oh, yes. probably a weird kid. But, uh, you know, the College Bowl is a little bit different. I mean, Rich, the one thing that hooked me about this was that the grand prize, like you said, the prizes they're playing for are college scholarships. I'm a big believer in scholarships. It's been a big part of my giving at my alma mater at some HBCUs. We just named the Demarius Thomas Scholarship mm, at Georgia nice. Tech in his honor to, to someone from his hometown. We started the Mara Mant Scholarship. Good for you. Which, of course, you were part of and know Mara. So it's, it's been a great way to pay it forward, to give someone else an opportunity, but also to pay tribute to someone. So the College Bowl aspect, that's kind of what intrigued me. These kids are competing they're playing hard. Cooper and I are trying to stay out of the way. But they're playing for life-changing scholarships, which can pay off student debt, send them to grad school, help their younger brother go to college. So that was the coolest part about it. Yeah, and Columbia University trying to hold on to their – back to defend the title, Peyton. Back That's to exactly def- right. Back uh, to defend. It was, it was better this year, Rich. We had 16 teams. Yep. We had a live audience. You know, last year didn't have that due right. to COVID. Coop. <laughs> Uh, open mic into the audience. You know that's where he thrived uh, with an open mic in front of a crowd. We had bands. We had mascots. So it was just a better overall show. I felt it was more fun to do because uh, there were no COVID restrictions. And so it starts tonight, and uh, hopefully people will enjoy it. And I love it behind uh, the uh, breaking down the numbers uh, behind the matchups, the man with the – the second most famous khakis to Jim Harbaugh, Steve Kornacki. You got him going on there, man. Yeah. I mean, yes, he's a blast. Did. That we, guy's. We brought we brought Steve in for, for, from some analysis, yeah. you know, whether it's politics or college bowl. Steve's yeah. always there. He, he gets after. Uh, he gets he after. Was, he was huge. I mean, Rich. For me, I, I'm not going to lie. You know, Cooper is sort of like, 
you know, wings everything, right? And he chimes in, you know, there's no filter. He knows it's not live or editing. For me, I literally had an hour pronunciation meeting every morning. I'm like, I don't know what this word means, but here's how I want it spelled in my monitor. In my Tennessee phonetics, this woman didn't know how to handle it. I'm like, S-U-H dash T-U-H dash. She's like, that's not how I normally do it. I'm like, well, that's how we have to do it today because I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> you like that, TJ? That's good. That's great. Oh, man. Peyton Manning here uh, on the on the Rich Eisen Show. All right. Uh, if uh, Let's jump into the football, if you don't mind. What was your impression yeah. of the season opener last night, Peyton? Whew. Rams were great. Wow. They <laughs> Hitting on all cylinders. Yeah. No, I know. Zero Super Bowl hangover for them. Uh, you know, it, it was surprising to me. I, I mean, I thought, uh, you know, Buffalo was good. I didn't, I didn't know they were going to be that good going into that uh, place. On a, Look, I played the Patriots on a uh, raise the banner, uh, show the highlights from last year uh, game. And it's tough. I mean, it's always tough, tough playing in New England, but. I mean, the team, it's not like they're still thinking about last year. They're, they're fired up. The crowd's into it. So for the Bills to go in there and do that to the Rams, real credit to them. Josh Allen was a freak. Vaughn was a freak. Diggs was a freak. And uh, look out, uh, uh, AFC, because Buffalo's for real. Well, I mean, what about Allen's game might be improved to me is it just, I don't know, it seems that – Whatever you might throw at him, or whatever the Rams were particularly going to throw to him, he he handles it. He'll he might even just run over it, run through it, um, and, and right, and and also he just he seems to maybe neck up be more improved. I I know it's just four quarters, but I'm wondering what your keen eye and quarterbacking saw out of Allen last night that we might see a, just a, a whole different beast because that's what he is, Peyton. No, I agree. Uh... You can tell he's worked hard this offseason. Look, he's motivated. I mean, that's an angry team, right? They are angry and frustrated after losing that playoff game to the Chiefs in the fashion that they did. So uh, I like an angry team, right? I don't want a team comfortable and happy. And uh, I thought Josh's decision-making was just quick last night, whether it was to get the ball out of his hand or to tuck it and run it, right? I mean, he's so athletic. He can hold the ball in the pocket for a long time, but – for him to make those quick decisions, a couple times down the red zone, it wasn't there, boom, take off and run, right? Scrambles out, you know, boom, quick throw down the digs down the sideline. So, uh, you know, even though he's athletic and can run, you still want your quarterback making quick decisions, whether it's to get the ball out of his hands or to turn and run, and you can see that evident last night. And what about a, a second-year leap for, for Joe Burrow? I'm fascinated by him and the Bengals because so many people – Peyton overlook what we we could expect from Cincinnati in year two because they're the Bengals. But I mean, you know, you could have said that about the Bills because of all the years of their their troubles. But they're now the Bills. There, it's a different story, right? So, what do you think of Burrow yeah. and having been to the Super Bowl before, as you know, um, and and what what he could take out of that and come in with maybe even more improved in year two? Yeah. Um, I think the Bengals are here to stay. I don't think this is a one-year deal, and we'll hear from the Bengals in, in 20 years. Uh, as long as Burrow's back there, I mean, they are going to be in every game. He's angry. He's motivated. You know, Joe's not the kind of guy that's happy 
with going to the Super Bowl, right, and getting beat. And that's just not how he's wired. So uh, I like him angry and motivated, which is good for Cincinnati. Uh, that division is going through a lot of change, as you know. So, uh, you, know, you know, the days of, you know, Pittsburgh and Baltimore being just a two-man race in that division is just not the case anymore. I mean, I mean, both those teams will always be in it, but Cincinnati has made their statement, and the division is on um, is on notice. And um, I can relate to that. You know, being with the Colts, you know, Rich for years, you know, the Colts were kind of a, a circled win in the old AFC East, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Jim Harbaugh had you know had some great years there. That was different, but for a while, you know, when the Bills and the Dolphins were coming to play Indianapolis. Marino and Kelly weren't exactly sweating, okay? It was a circled win, and the goal is not to become a circled win, right? And in 1999, we beat Buffalo in the opening game, and everybody kind of said, wait a minute, maybe the Colts aren't the same old Colts, or the Bengals aren't the same old Bengals anymore, and that's because of Burrow, and uh, as long as he's there, they're going to have a chance. Peyton Manning, Pro Football Hall of Famer, Capital One College Bowl, kicks off its sophomore season. Um, in television terms, that's year two. Uh, back-to-back episodes tonight at 8 Eastern on NBC. A few more minutes left with the Pro Football Hall of Famer. Matt Ryan and your old digs. How, how is that going to uh, change fortunes, do you think, for the Colts? You're already hearing Michael Pittman say, you better be in spots now where last year we weren't talking about that because Matt likes it a certain way. You're the king of liking it a certain way, certainly in that building, in that <laughs> town. What do you think about uh, Ryan in Indianapolis, Peyton. Yeah, I'm pulling hard for him. Uh, he reached out to me uh, kind of during the off season and you uh, asked me a few questions about Indianapolis, and immediately I just felt like, boy, this would be a great marriage, uh, great for Matt, uh, in kind of a second chapter for him as Atlanta's kind of rebuilding, and uh, just what Frank Reich uh, has needed. Look, the Colts have been searching uh, since Andrew Luck retired to try to find some stability at quarterback and uh, it'd be nice to have the same quarterback for a couple of years in a row and not just kind of a, you know, one year transition plan. And I think Matt is hungry. I think Matt uh, still um, has things that he feels like he needs to prove. I don't really see that. I think Matt has, has done it all. Uh, but obviously he hasn't won a Super Bowl, but still uh, he's had an incredible career, but he's wired differently also and that he's motivated and, I've heard Reggie Wayne say that, you know, Matt is holding those receivers accountable, uh, wants those guys in the right place because he's going to get the ball to them. And when you bring a quarterback in like Matt or or Russell Wilson to Denver, wide receivers, it changes their fortunes, right? But they are going to get the ball on the backside of a play that they haven't gotten it in, in three years because everybody is live. All five receivers are live every single play. And, uh, that's what a good quarterback can do. He keeps those guys involved. And so they're going to run hard for him. They're going to play hard for him, make catches across the middle. So uh, I'll be pulling hard for Matt and the Colts this year. And what advice do you have for Russell Wilson? I mean, talk about no chill by the NFL schedule makers game one in his new spot. I mean, what you had like seven weeks, right, before you had to go back, yeah. right, to I, Indianapolis? I, I, thought that was a little dir- I thought that was a little dirty by the commission and the, and the league. <laughs> And the schedulers, I mean, yeah, like, can he play a game in his current uniform, right. like, in Houston before he <laughs> For instance, yeah. In a place where he played for 10 years? I mean, seriously, like, I could see him going to the wrong locker room, the wrong sideline, because 
I mean, Russell is calm and cool, and you hear him say, you know, it's not going to be any different, and I'm going to be in control, and, and maybe he will, but uh, there's going to be a lot of emotions. And, look, he's never played there uh, as an opponent. He's never dealt with the crowd noise there. So, um, mm. uh, But the NFL uh, is smart, right? It's going to be must-see TV, and uh, uh, hopefully a couple people will watch my brother make fun of me as we're talking <laughs> about the game on Monday night. But I see Russell playing well, Rich. I really do. I see him uh, being calm and cool in the moment and, Look, might have a three and out to start. Could be some, you know, some butterflies they haven't played, but I see them eventually kind of getting in a rhythm. Uh, at the same time, look, Seattle, I love Pete Carroll, right? I mean, you know, somebody says they're rebuilding. Pete Carroll says, no, absolutely not. We are rolling. So I think Pete will have that group fired up. And so I, uh, uh, from that standpoint, it'll be a good game. So last one to bounce off you, Peyton Manning, uh, before we send you into your, your College Bowl Friday. Um, so, uh, so uh, look, you, you didn't, I'm sure, want anybody talking for you when the media was wondering if it's your last season. Um, so I, I, I know I tread lightly when I ask you to comment on Tom Brady here. But his comment where he's like, you know, I'm 45 with a lot of ish going on certainly gave me pause to think like, okay, he loves the sport. He can't, he can't quit it for the obvious reasons, right? But maybe, just maybe this is his last year. I'm wondering what you took out of that comment and uh, thoughts on this subject matter, Peyton. It, yeah, it, it, it certainly should probably give, give people pause to kind of just think about it and, and everybody's going to try to analyze what it means. I haven't spoken to Tom, uh, you know, much during training camp. I keep in touch with Clyde Christensen, his quarterback sure. coach. You know, he and I don't go there uh, as far as, hey, tell me what's going on with Tom. I, you know, I just kind of talk football with him and, you know, talk about each other's family. So uh, I think only Tom, like you said, can speak for himself. Um, now he sent me a picture when uh, they played in Indianapolis of Lucas Oil Stadium, and he and I have laughed through the years. I mean, he's convinced the coach used to pipe in crowd noise and you know i was behind it i was the dj on the crowd noise of course you know the plate gates one of his favorite topics with the colts and he hates the colts equipment managers and so we laugh about that um, what's the photograph he, he sent you what's the picture he sent you what is he, of he, a speaker he said he said a picture of lucas old stadium and just said what the heck am i doing here and i i kind of took it as you know like I'm back in this place that I don't like very much, but you know, it probably is a little bit. Even Tom is probably amazed and surprised at himself that at this age he's still playing a preseason game in in, in Indianapolis. And so I just kind of sent a ha ha text back and didn't try to overanalyze it. But uh, you know, look, um, if it is going to be his last year, um, I hope he does kind of slow down and enjoy the journey, right? And uh, I mean, he could have four more last years, but just to kind of hurry through it and kind of get through the season and not think about it, that's not the right approach. And so so if you start seeing him reminiscing a little bit or getting a little bit sentimental on certain situations, then that's a good thing, I think. Uh, uh, he deserves it. But uh, I, mean, I don't see him coming out and saying, this is my last year and, and doing the video tributes and bringing the rocking chair like they did for Kareem out. You know, I don't see him. <laughs> going that approach but uh you know uh i'm sure it's on his mind and um you know from that standpoint that's probably a good thing uh i can't wait to how many are, are you and your brother doing this year are you doing the full the full slate or you're going to take some we're, time off no, or what are you doing 
Yeah, we're doing ten games. Okay. I'm not, you know, look, I don't want to see Eli that much. <laughs> right? But but to, I mean, to have to see him every Monday night, like you know, that, no no good. So uh, just doing ten, kind of kind of spread out uh, uh, throughout the season. Got some good games. Got some good rivalries. Uh, got some great guests again. Um, we're um, I'm going to announce these guests here in a couple of days for the first week, and we'll have some repeat guests. I mean, Condoleezza Rice, Snoop Dogg, absolute no-brainers. Mm. Uh, but uh, a couple of people passed last year, so we've kind of reached back out to them passed. to see if they'll maybe come back and join us. And mm-hmm. the number one criteria, Rich, is they have to love football, right? That's the thing. And whether they're in politics, sports, or acting, or whatnot, they have to love football. And uh, I like hanging around people that love football as much as I do. Well, you know, and I and I've and I've I told you this, Peyton, and I'll, I'll say it again. Uh, you know, and you're 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 a natural at it, but uh, and you have the unfortunate uh, aspect of of this uh, construct. Uh, you're in the time zone of the dinner hour. Eli can have his dinner before the game. Uh, just you got to go off camera. I mean, I don't know how many times they've been sneaking you. You know, taking a big old bite of of a wing, and you almost take your hand off with you. It's not. It's not. It's you. You know. You're, you. You can avoid it. Is what I'm saying, Peyton. You know. I, look, I, I tried. Eli, I think, has threatened this cameraman. He's like, if you don't follow him eating into the bathroom, <laughs> then you're fired. You're out. You're out. I mean, he, and so this, mm. they find me. They find me. I mean, this this place I'm in has got some space now. Right. They find me, and it's all Eli. It's all Eli. So. I'll work on it. I'll work on it. I'll yeah, I mean, I seriously, do. you're. I, I hate to say it, but you are better than that, Peyton. I mean, you 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 can you can avoid it. You can avoid it. But I'm I'm out there watching. So are my kids. So is America. And uh, look forward to Capital One College Bowl tonight. Back to back episodes at eight Eastern time with you and uh, and Cupper. And um and I I I I cherish the times you call in. Thanks for doing it, Peyton. You're the man. Hey, Rich. Thanks for having me, pal. You, anytime. That's Peyton Manning, the one and only, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. There you go. That was great. <laughs> I mean, and he's better than that. I just told Peyton Manning, "You're better than that." That's great. <laughs> Peyton Manning's a man, man. There you go. He really is. You His United said, Way spot on Saturday SNL oh is a top ten <laughs> SNL moment, and that's in what, like year fifty. <sighs> I've his said this, Peyton, his United Way commercial where his, he's winging the ball at, these at, kids. at kids, telling them to be in certain spots that they're not, they're not holding up, they're not holding up their end. I I think I said oh, that after man. the SNL. Rich Peyton Manning could obviously do anything on this planet he wanted to do. I know. I also believe that Peyton Manning could be the star of a sitcom, and it would. There's no question. But also last Peyton, forever. Peyton Manning could write whatever ticket he wants to call whatever games he wants. True that. And you look at Brady's. $375 million contract. I mean, it's not even worth bringing up to Peyton because instead of calling Monday Night Football in a booth and going all over the country for 20 weeks or what have you. He changed the game. He, well, what he does is he goes to his own studio and he calls the game anyway for his own production company with his brother in a unique way that is changing, that, that's outside of the box. And yeah. so he doesn't have to put the headset on and call like, well, let's take a look at that and do a Telestrator. He can do the Telestrator himself in his own home, and he still he has the rights to call the game, but that's for amazing. himself. And then he's got the College Bowl. He's got his own production company. He's coaching his kids on a Saturday, which you can't do if you're calling games. True that, yeah. So, you know... 
he's kind of do, he's calling the games anyway, but only ten of them, not twenty of them. Well, he doesn't want to spend that much time with Eli. That's uh, yeah, that's it's funny. I mean, but that's the <laughs> gag, you know, that these two guys who love each other as brothers are, you know, making fun of each other as brothers. I mean, he's he's doing what he he's still calling the games, but for his own production company in his basement. That's amazing. That's what we call a win. Yeah, yeah. And he's got the everybody. The problem watching. is though, if it's in his basement and it's mountain time and it's dinner time, he's either got to eat early or get the hell away from the camera and eat. <laughs> I think now it's Stop become a thing. I mean, he's just seeing a man of his stature just chowing down up to his elbow, you know, out of some piece of styrofoam. It's just like it's not becoming of him. Yeah, just it's, saying. Be- it's become a thing now, I think, right? Like you want to see Peyton Grubbin. All right, let's take a break here. And Major League Baseball has gotten it right. I have been barking about this for a long time, and baseball has done it. you got a lot of problems with baseball. Top of the hour, the next hour, is Chris Brockman's What's More Likely about the first football weekend of the National Football League season and Cortland Sutton of the Denver Broncos. And you at 844-204-RICH. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. When you open up a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van, you are open up more than just doors, people. You are unlocking potential, the potential to do your own thing and be your own boss and steer your own success and blaze your own trail because each and every Sprinter van is built, designed, and equipped to let you hit the open road and take on any goal you set to help you follow your own passions, reawaken that spirit of adventure, and check all those big Bold, fun, and exciting experience right off your bucket list. Owning a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van lets you live, work, and play out your dreams no matter how far off the beaten path they're going to take you. And with 16 body types, guess what? Your choice of a gas or diesel engine and thousands of ways to customize, guess what? A Sprinter van is capable and versatile enough to help you drive your ambitions wherever you want to take them. So now's the time to discover what it is that moves you most. Don't wait. Unlock your potential inside a Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. Let's go to the phone lines. Uh, waiting the longest. Tyler in Oklahoma, you're on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Tyler? Hey, what's up, guys? Happy Friday. Right back at Happy you. It's Friday, bro. 
And it is a happy Friday because, in the in the words of George Costanza, sometimes in life, the gods smile upon you, my friend. They do, huh? Last, what happened? What do you got? Last night, I got a bunch of grief from my fantasy guys, uh, my fantasy league, about starting Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis, and the Bills defense. Oh, boy. Wow. <laughs> wow. This morning, I wake up with over 60 points. Yes, you did. Yeah, you did. one game. Okay. You put all your eggs in that basket. Congratulations. Thanks for the call. You're feeling good. Feeling and good. not only that, to top it all off, yes. the guy that talked the most-ish, if you will, was playing me, and uh, he started Cam Akers. Oh, <laughs> that's what you want. That's what yeah. you play fantasy for. Thanks for the call. Your team's going to do well this year, man. You play fantasy for making a move, and you get grief for it from the guy who talks the most-ish, and he gets zero, and you get a billion. It's great. It's great. Wow. You know what's also great? What's also great, <laughs> here's what's great. It's what's great, great Rich? I mean, When you sit on a show like this one and a chair like this one and uh-huh. you say, this is what a sport needs to do. And they do it? And then they do it. Oh. Takes a while. Takes a while, but as you know, I have staying power. You've been around for a while. I've been around. Like Biggie said, you've been in the game for years. I've been around. The worst part about baseball, worst part about baseball is you take a third baseman <laughs> and you stick him in right center field, and a left-handed hitter of your team hits a, a, a base hit Line as drive. long as you have been alive. It's a base hit off the bat. You know yeah. it's a base hit. You know it's hit hard. You know it's hit in a certain spot. And then it one hops into the glove of the third baseman standing in right center field, and then they throw to first, and that's it, out. And you're like, oh, great. Isn't that great? Wow. They know where to position that guy. Give the scouts... A cookie. <laughs> and you as a baseball fan, you're like, oh, God, I haven't seen somebody reach base in the last literally 12 minutes on the clock. Strikeout. Strikeout. Foul out. Actually, somebody hasn't hit a ball fair. That's the first fair ball I've seen in eight minutes. <laughs> okay. Strikeout. Pop out. Foul out. Walk. Walk. Oh, we got a rally going. Two walks. It's been seven minutes since the inning began. That's the problem with baseball. Strike out. Strike out. Strike out. And then, and strike then, out. yeah, and inning then strike over. out. And then two inning men over. on, two men on, inning lasted 10 minutes, not a single fair ball hit. <laughs> and then the only fair ball that might be hit is hit into a shift where there's three guys to the right of second base. Well, the competition committee has gotten together, and even though the vote was not unanimous and the players voted against it, too bad. Now, there will be two sets of infielders on either side of second base with both feet on the dirt. Yes. Yes. And they put a pitch clock into. I need to see what this work looks like, but I'm told anybody who's seen it in the minor leagues loves it. Yeah. And it moves the game along. 15-second clock when the bases are empty, 20 with runners on. I'm assuming the clock starts again if you throw over to first because I'm taking off. If, you know, the clock is down to one, you know the pitch has either got to go to home plate or 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 there's a penalty. I think it's a, a strike a ball penalty. Well, or I think you're like also that. only allowed two throwovers per at bat. And the, the so, batter has to be ready at the eight-second mark. It's going to be yeah. odd, and you're going to think, odd. but guess what? We're moving. We're moving along. And I do love the lyrical pace of baseball where you're just sitting back and chilling out. You'll still have it. 
You'll still have it. You'll still have 15 pitch at bats. You'll still have it. You'll still have time in between innings and then relievers coming in and all of that. But what you're not going to see is zero hits because there's a shift. And I know there was a shift for Ted Williams. And I know that's been a, you know, since old Ross Hadburn or whoever, you know. Richard Cogburn? Since Grover Cleveland was president, you know, they had it. <laughs> I get it. But now it's beyond the pale. It's too much. And it sucks the life out of a game. I'd rather see two men on than no men on and two out because the shift was positioned perfectly. Can't wait. Can we start now, please? Can we start now? Well, no, they can't start. I want rallies. I want runs. I want offense. Football got it right when they had the five-yard chuck rule instituted. They got it right. Illegal, illegal contact drives me nuts, but more offense. Let's go. Move it along. Oh, love it. Well done, baseball. Well done. And to the people who voted against it, too bad. Too bad. The sport will thrive from it. I believe it in my bones. I believe it. So, there's that. I don't know what to bitch about about baseball much anymore. The umpires are actually announcing their their calls to the crowd. You know? The shift is gone? Don't handle that. Oh, I could just bitch about the Yankees screwing up the season. (laughs) Do that. I just... My problem is is that Manfred only really cares about quickening the pace of play, right? And making game time short. He wants a a two-and-a-half-hour baseball game. But he's instituting all these rules that will provide more offense and longer innings, which means longer maybe, baseball games. Maybe. I, I, I don't think he wants shorter baseball games. He wants more action within the baseball game. But if there's more action in there and, and the scores are 9-8, to eight, guess what? That means three-and-a-half-hour baseball game. But they, they make, maybe so, it makes it more watchable or more interest and more fantasy teams going on. Like, we just had a person calling in. Like, I just beat my, my, the guy I can't stand in fantasy. That You need the soft... You know, it, the, the fans who have, uh, you know, the soft interest. The casual fan. That's what you need. Do we? The sport, yes, you do. The sport is totally regionalized, Chris. If two, if the two. I know, but if the problem is baseball, the baseball thinks they're still America's pastime. They're third. Well, they, they can't so, give up. They can't give up. But they've lost. It's over. I don't know. They're, about, it's, well, they're never going to be number one again. So oh. just accept your spot at number three and then make the changes to the fans that care. If you run the sport and you, you own a team, not, not the case. The owners don't care. They make too much money to false, care. False, false. We've had Tom Werner here. You, you, you've spoken to him on this very subject. But they're screwing up my team too. Well, that's the thing you can complain about. Hey. More action. Let's go. LFG. I'm almost done. Yeah, you know what I'm doing? <laughs> on, so, I'm, I'm going Timmy Trumpet right now on this <laughs> development. Love it. <laughs>